Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcasts will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. During the month of April, our producers have put together great episodes that will cover a wide range of topics on mental health awareness. During this episode, we will discuss the different ways we can protect our mental health. Today's podcast was produced by Odakari Bellamy. It was edited by Lady Satoya Clanton and Sister Tynika Harris Coronado. Before we dive into today's episode, I want you all to know that we understand that the topic of mental health is sensitive in nature for many of our listeners, but I want to assure you that our team of producers have taken great care to research the topics we'll discuss to provide you all the best information and resources possible. Most of today's information was created using resources provided by the Department of Health and Human Services at mentalhealth.gov. I'll be right back with today's episode. We're often advised to take steps to protect what is most important to us. We protect our spouses and children as much as possible. We provide food, shelter, security, and the best lifestyles we can afford. When we purchase an automobile, we purchase an auto insurance and buy the appropriate warranty. When we purchase a home, the lien holder requires a homeowner's policy to cover potential losses like fire or flooding. We may also buy a rider policy to protect the HVAC, hot water heater, and larger household appliances. Although mental health is not tangible like an automobile, home, and appliances, the lack of proper care may have long-term tangible results. So it is vital that each of us take steps to protect our mental health too. What is mental health? According to mentalhealth.gov, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. Our mental health affects every aspect of our lives, including how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices at every stage of life, including childhood. The way we navigate through life is driven by our mental health, which is affected by several factors, including genetics, chemical imbalances in the brain, trauma or abuse experienced throughout life, and family history of mental illness. Believe it or not, mental illnesses affect a number of people across the United States. According to mentalhealth.gov, more than 50% will be diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder at some point in their lifetime. 
One in five Americans will experience a mental illness in a given year. One in five children, either currently or at some point during their life, have had a seriously debilitating mental illness. One in 25 American live with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. Friends, the elephant in the room is mental health issues are the most common health conditions in the United States, according to the Centers for Disease Control. However, people, especially those in the faith, do not like to talk about mental health because individuals do not want to be labeled or stigmatized. Studies show there is no single cause for mental illnesses. The CDC states that a number of factors increase the potential for an individual to be diagnosed with a mental illness to include early adverse life experiences such as trauma or a history of abuse. For example, child abuse, sexual assault, witnessing violence, etc. Experience related to ongoing chronic medical conditions such as cancer or diabetes, biological factors or chemical imbalances in the brain, use of alcohol or drugs, having feelings of loneliness or isolation. I do want to note that only a professional health care provider can make a diagnosis of mental illness. Those with mental illnesses find that their way of thinking, moods, and behaviors are all affected. There are several types of mental illnesses that affect individuals both acutely and chronically, depending on the number of factors exhibited. Mentalhealth.gov provides the following list of mental health disorders many people may deal with. Anxiety disorders, behavioral disorders, eating disorders, mental health and substance use disorders, mood disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, personality disorders, self-harm suicidal behavior, trauma, and stress-related disorders. Now, let's take a closer look at these disorders and see how they present in individuals. Mentalhealth.gov provides us the following descriptions and examples of common mental health disorders. Anxiety disorders. People with anxiety disorders respond to certain objects or situations with fear and dread. The feelings of anxiety don't just go away, but increase in intensity over time. Anxiety disorders can include obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorders, and phobias like claustrophobia. Behavioral disorders. Behavioral disorders involve a pattern of disruptive behaviors in children that last for at least six months and cause problems in school, at home, 
and in social situations. Examples of behavioral disorders include attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, conduct disorder, and oppositional defiant disorder, ODD. Eating disorders. Eating disorders involve extreme emotions, attitudes, and behaviors involving weight and food. Eating disorders can include anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating. Mental health and substance use disorders. Mental health problems and substance abuse disorders sometimes occur together. Recreational drug usage can cause mental health episodes. Mental health disorders can also lead to individuals to use alcohol or drugs to self-medicate to reduce or remove the symptoms. Both mental illness and substance abuse share common causes, including changes in brain chemistry, genetic predisposition, and history of abuse, stress, or trauma. Studies show that people who present with these mental illness and substance abuse often are diagnosed with depression, anxiety, disorders, schizophrenia, and personality disorders more often than others. Let's talk about mood disorders. Mood disorders involve persistent feelings of sadness or periods of feeling overly happy or fluctuating between extreme happiness and extreme sadness. Mood disorders can include depression, bipolar disorder, seasonal affective disorder, and self-harm. Obsessive compulsive disorder. If you have OCD, you have repeated upsetting thoughts called obsessions. You do the same thing over and over again to try to make the thoughts go away. Those repeated actions are called compulsions. Personality disorders. People with personality disorders have extreme and inflexible personality traits that are distressing to the person and may cause problems in work, school, or social relationships. Personality disorders can include antisocial personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. Psychotic disorders. People with psychotic disorders experience a range of symptoms, including hallucinations and delusions. An example of a psychotic disorder is schizophrenia. Self-harm. Self-harm refers to a person harming their own body on purpose to give themselves a relief from the stress they're feeling or to get rid of strong feelings of loneliness, anger, or hopelessness. About 5% of people hurt themselves in this way. More females hurt themselves than males. 
A person who self-harms usually does not mean to kill himself or herself, but they are at a higher risk of attempting suicide if they do not get help. Examples of self-harm may include cutting, punching, or burning yourself, pulling your hair out, breaking bones, bruising yourself, and let's talk about suicidal behavior. Suicide causes immeasurable pain, suffering, and loss to individuals, families, and communities nationwide. On average, nearly 130 Americans die by suicide each day. That is one death every 11 minutes. Suicide is the second leading cause for people ages 10 through 14 and 25 through 34. And more than 12.2 million adults in the United States had serious thoughts of suicide within the past 12 months. Trauma and stress-related disorders, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD can occur after living through or seeing a traumatic event such as a war, a hurricane, rape, physical abuse, or a bad accident. PTSD makes you feel stressed and afraid after the danger is over. You can find more information and resources about these types of mental health disorders at mentalhealth.gov. What are some of the early signs of mental illness? According to mentalhealth.gov, individuals who experience one or more of the following feelings or behaviors may have a potential mental health problem. Eating or sleeping too much or too little. Pulling away from people and usual activities. Having low or no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters. Having unexplained aches and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual. Feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared, yelling or fighting with family and friends, experiencing severe mood swings that cause problems in relationships, having persistent thoughts and memories you can't get out of your head, hearing voices, or believing things that are not true, thinking of harming yourself or others, Inability to perform daily tasks like taking care of your kids or getting to work or school. In its article titled, Warning Signs of Mental Illness, as reviewed by Dr. Raina Parikh, the American Psychiatric Association observed that mental illness rarely occurs without notice. There are often small signs that something is not right before the illness fully develops, 
Let me say that again. There are often small signs that something is not right before the illness fully develops. Taking time to learn about mental health and getting help early may reduce, delay, or prevent major illnesses in our families, churches, and communities. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast and subscribe to our Facebook page. You will find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? Is the church affected by mental illness? According to mentalhealth.gov, faith and community leaders are often the first point of contact. When individuals and families face mental health problems or traumatic events, in fact, in times of crises, many will turn to trusted leaders in their communities before they turn to mental health professionals. When leaders know how to respond, they become significant assets to the overall health system. Faith and community leaders can help educate individuals and families about mental health, increasing awareness of mental health issues and making it easier for people to seek help. Community connectiveness and support like that found in faith-based or other neighborhood organizations are also important to the long-term recovery of people living with mental illnesses. According to mentalhealth.gov, faith communities are also in a unique position to help many of the millions of Americans who struggle with serious thoughts of suicide each year. Many people having thoughts of suicide feel hopeless, trapped, or are in such emotional pain or despair that they struggle to face another day. Suicidal thoughts are often accompanied by a spiritual crisis or deep questioning about the purpose of life. If faith leaders are better able to recognize the signs of suicide and learn how to respond, they can serve as an expanded safety net for those who are most in need. The mentalhealth.gov website gives us several ways in which our community and faith leaders can help individuals with their mental health. Number one, we can educate our communities and congregations. We can promote awareness by educating the members of our communities and congregations about mental health issues through educational forums and other opportunities. Ways we can do this include inviting mental health experts to come and educate people on mental health awareness through seminars, conferences, and small groups. Share facts and common myths about mental health to encourage awareness 
and have more discussions about mental health to remove the stigma around the topic. We can also support the development of a trauma-informed community because trauma often lies beneath seemingly unrelated problems. New Kensington Community Development Corporation, NKCDC, and Impact Services describe trauma coming in the form of violence, poverty, and racism. And the trauma-informed communities acknowledge these types of trauma and its impact on individuals and mental health. Secondly, we can also identify opportunities to support people with mental illnesses. Religious and other community organizations can play an important role in supporting individuals living with mental illnesses and encouraging them to seek help. Consider offering your organization's meeting spaces for community conversations and support groups focused on addressing mental health issues. Provide space for peer-led groups that give people the chance to tell their stories in their own time and way. Include shared spaces for people to interact, for example, parks and community centers that can foster healthy relationships and positive mental health among community members. Support community programs, for example, peer mentoring programs or opportunities for volunteering that encourage social participation and inclusion for all people. Plan and facilitate a community conversation using SAMHSA's toolkit for community conversations about mental health. The toolkit provides information about how to plan a community conversation, how to guide these discussions, and includes information about mental health issues to use during the discussion. Share the toolkit for community conversations about mental health with your colleagues and leaders in other organizations. Thirdly, connect individuals and families to help. Strengthen the connections within your community to mental health services and support and enhance linkages between mental health, substance abuse, disability, and other social services. Learn the basic signs of mental illnesses and other facts about mental health to encourage those in need to seek help. Remind others that people can and do recover from mental health challenges and that help is available and effective. Train key community members such as adults who work with the children, youths, older adults, veterans, to identify the signs of depression and suicide and refer people to resources.
develop relationships with local mental health services providers and other family and youth organizations to help to direct individuals and families in need to available services and support in the community. Share the SAM HSA treatment locator in your community newsletter or other publications. And fourth, promote acceptance of those mental health issues. The voice of leaders and members of faith-based and other community organizations can greatly influence attitudes about mental health conditions and those who experience them. Talk about your own mental health openly. Be an example of taking good care of your mental health by making mental wellness a priority in your personal life. Be inclusive. Mental health affects all of us. Foster opportunities to build connections with individuals and families dealing with mental health challenges through trust and acceptance. Foster safe and supportive environments for people to openly talk about mental health, stress, trauma, and related issues. Ask what happened instead of what's wrong when talking with a friend. Encourage and express empathy in your family, congregation, and community. Convey a message of nonviolence, acceptance, and compassion. Often people don't seek out help for mental health issues because of the stigma surrounding mental illness. When they do seek out help, they're often overwhelmed with where to find help. A good place to start would be with your primary care doctors who can connect you with mental health resources and services in the community. If you do not have a health professional who is able to assist you, there's still help and hope for you, your friends, your family, or your students. If the situation is potentially life-threatening, get immediate emergency assistance by calling 911 which is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you or someone you know is suicidal or in emotional distress, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Trained crises workers are available to talk 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your confidential and toll-free call goes to the nearest crisis center in the Lifeline National Network. These centers provide crisis counseling and mental health referrals. You can contact them at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Well, friends... That's all the time we have for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, which was produced by Elder Corey Bellamy and edited by Lady Satoya Clanton and Sister Tynika Harris 
Coronado. Be safe. Stay healthy. God bless.